0: Creative Zombie Studios presents the Subjective Comedy Podcast with Brad Scott. Brad Scott is a mediocre comedian from Indianapolis. This is his show. If you don't think it's funny, remember, comedy is subjective.
1: Aloha, subjects. Welcome to a bonus episode of Subjective Comedy. This is a new series we're starting called Traumatizing My Child, where I show movies to my son, Charlie, that somewhat traumatized me as a kid, and we see if they traumatize him. Charlie, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Let's do a little corn talk first. How are you holding up during the quarantine?
0: Pretty average. I've just been binging anime in my room all
1: day. All day? Every day?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what's been the best part about uh, the quarantine?
0: Probably now I have an excuse not to interact with people.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say no school for sure. Now you miss school? Yeah. You do? Yeah. What do you miss about it?
0: Social interaction. Uh,
1: so literally the best part <laughs> of quarantine is you don't have to see or interact with people. And Different the thing- people. Okay, fair enough. What has been the hardest part about quarantine?
0: Um, Not being able to hang out with Zane.
1: Ah, uh, that's fair. Zane is uh, his best friend. He's a good kid. I like Zane. So we watched The NeverEnding Story. And it is a nineteen eighty-four movie. It was based on a book. It actually was a box office bust in a way. I mean it, it made money, but it was a it was a big budgeted movie at the time. It was sixty million dollars. And for nineteen eighty four that was a that was a pretty big You know, number, and it only made a hundred million at the box office. Uh, at the I know this is gonna be hard for you to believe after watching it, but at the time, those were groundbreaking special effects. I mean, those, but that was like, holy shit, what am I watching now? Um, it's a movie about a kid who's not that great of a kid in a way. I mean, uh, he steals a book, (laughs) he cuts school, and he reads the never ending story that has a running time of 94 minutes. So, it actually does end, but, uh, okay. So let's start with dad's history. And I saw this movie when I was probably five or six and that would have been 1987, 88. It traumatized me several scenes How? when I was a kid, I was five or six. Uh, which by the way, yeah. Th- thanks for, thanks for blowing the ending of the <laughs> show, which, uh, so let's start with did you like the movie? No. No? Why not?
0: It was sorta of slow, it had no like original storyline.
1: Wait. No, I meant like it's like sort of like it just piles Yeah, it's on. so it's such a cliche. Kid stealing a book, riding a dragon, yes. fighting a wolf movie. There's just so many of them. But no, what do you mean by not an original storyline?
0: No, I meant like it like it sort of just piles up and it sort of contradicts itself. How so? Like, in that scene where the horse went sinking? Atreyu was clearly crying, but... Atreyu. He, Atreyu. Uh, I don't speak German. <laughs> okay. Atreyu, um, he's clearly crying, but he didn't start sinking as well.
1: Yeah, he did, didn't he?
0: He started sinking, like, a few days after that.
1: Okay. Uh, well, maybe he didn't really like the horse as much. <laughs> but uh, I will say this. I haven't watched it in a while, And I think if I was your age, which, how old are you? Twelve. And I think if it was 2020, and kind of the movies you've grown up with, I don't think I would have liked it as much either. But when I was a kid, you know, back, you know, shortly after the television was invented, this was a a crazy, you know, big-time movie, and... Again, the special effects when I was a kid were mind blowing at the time. That was a, Those were really good special effects. And now looking back on it, it does not hold up as well as I thought it would. I will say uh, I was a little surprised. It has a 80 percent certified fresh rating on to Rotten Tomatoes and an 81 percent audience score. And I think that is a lot of nostalgia for people my age. Would you agree? Yeah. What would be your Rotten Tomatoes score for it? Fifty. 50? Okay. So let's get into the notable characters. Did you have any notable characters? Just the dragon, really. Falcor? Yeah, Val- Falcor. Falcor, yeah. the child molesting dragon. Yes. I, he's a pedophile, I right?
0: I wrote in my notes, actually. I said the dragon likes kids too much.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> so, as soon as the trainee wakes up, you can tell that dragon raped him <laughs> when he was asleep. And the whole time th- and even at the end where uh um, Bastion uh chases uh down the, his bullies when he whispers in his ears, you know what he whispered to him, right? When he's like, What do you wanna do? Or what's your next wish? Bastion's like, You wanna go fuck these kids? And that's why Falcor licked literally tongue out, licked his lips, like, Aah! so I I thought the same thing. He's a he's he has fucked some kids. And yeah, I thought there were some other notable characters though. I I thought Atreyu was notable. Bastion, obviously. Um, I re- my favorite character, I think, was Mola.
0: The, the turtle.
1: Why? Because I just I thought he was kind of funny. And he he kind of reminds True. me of you. Cause <laughs> Atreyu's like, I need you to help me. The world is ending. And he's like, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> I surely don't give fucks a fuck. <laughs> fucks, we are not giving. <laughs> and I liked uh, the Gamork. I forgot. The wolf creature.
0: Oh, the Gamork?
1: Yeah, it was like the bad guy besides yeah. the nothing. Um, but I will say, the Gamork crew, who they built up to be this kind of badass hunter, predator. <laughs> Fierce beast kind of died like a bitch. It was like a two second fight. It wasn't even a fight. He leaped to tray you and immediately got stabbed in the heart. What did you think of Gamork?
0: Uh, Gamork it, um, it was. It's kind of like um, going to a, a for, like a certain restaurant your friends hype up, and then the food tastes like shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was I the friend that hyped up at the <laughs> restaurant? Yes. Wait, so wait, you didn't like the Gmork? No. I still thought that was kind of a cool character. I mean, yes. it was very cheesy looking, and I mean, the whole movie looking on it now, and again, I think that's because of how far movies have come, it all looks fake. I feel like if you would have been five or six and this was the 80s, you know, you would have had a different view of the of the movie. Um, My other notable character, Bastion's dad. <laughs> Why? Well, just because, so we both noticed the same thing in like the first he scene, right? You drank your egg yolk. Yeah. What the, <laughs> what the? What the? What is wrong with this guy? What is he doing? First of all, he's a very clearly stereotypical '80s dad, as to where he's anti-creativity. He's no emotion, and I'm just disappointed you didn't try out for the swim team. You're just spending all that time with them books and the, you know the learning and the reading and the writing. And, Get the belt. Yeah. And he then goes over and like Rocky Balboa just cracks open eggs into a blender. And at first I was like, oh, what a very efficient way to make scrambled eggs. Like this guy is a businessman. You can tell by that suit. He's got places to be. He doesn't have time to, you know, scramble his eggs old fashioned way. And then he just poured the yolk into a cup and drank it like it was a, a smoothie. It's the most disgusting. It was the most disgusting thing in the movie and there was a cannibalistic rock who ate other rocks. There was a snail, there was a a guy on meth who wrote a bat. There was the Gomork and there was the sneezing turtle and this guy was the most disgusting thing in the movie. What did you think of Bastia's dad?
0: Um, you know, um like have you seen Goosebumps?
1: Uh, which there's lots of Goosebumps.
0: No. Not the movie
1: the, with Jack Black? The show. Oh, yeah. The we community. used to watch him all the time.
0: Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of, like, when the kids would be like, there's a monster! And the dads would be like, nah,
1: there's no monster. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The stereotypical dad who, ah, uh, you're just thinking of childish things. You need to be studying Have so you, you can become... Have you heard of the boy the... who cried wolf? Yeah, so you, you need to be studying so you can become a, a tax attorney or a realtor. Um... Were there any uh, any so there you didn't find you didn't think there were any other notable characters? I mean, this is a whole movie of characters. I thought um, the
0: the generic school bullies were really noticeable.
1: Oh, the bullies. Yeah. Oh yeah, the hey, what are you doing out of the trash can? <laughs> the only thing they were missing was a pack of cigarettes rolled up in their sleeve. And I was surprised they weren't wearing leather jackets, but they got theirs in the end. They got raped by a flying dragon. Excuse me, a flying, child-molesting dragon. Uh, did you have any notable scenes? Uh, when the horse died, I laughed at that. Yeah, so, okay, so that was, that was the scene that I thought was going to traumatize you. Because it's, I remember it being, like, one of the saddest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And we're watching it, and a tra- was like, Atrex! Eight tracks, which almost sounded like he was saying eight tracks, and I was like, "That's a really outdated music source." But he's like, tracks, eight tracks, eight tracks," and the horse is dying, and he's crying, and then I just look over at you, kind of like side eye you to see if you're if you're crying or anything. And what did you say? I said, "Get fucked." Yeah, get fucked. What like the? I was like, "What the hell?" Like, you had no sympathy for a you or his horse. Uh, did you have any other notable scenes?
0: Uh, again, the Mola scene where he's like, in fact, we don't care.
1: Oh, the Mola scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good scene. Uh, I thought the, there were some things about the the scene with uh, Gamork. Um, I also, uh, throughout the movie, I thought he was actually better up until his little speech and, you know, dying. Mm-hmm. In two seconds, I thought he was better throughout the movie when he was, you know, chasing Atreyu.
0: Yeah. It reminded me, like, his monologue or something reminded me of um the Joker. Because ah. it's like, what do you get? Like, he was sort of, like, speaking on to make it seem as if his actions were justified.
1: Ah, or like every James Bond villain. Yeah. Before you die, Mr. Bond, I'm about to tell you my entire plot and give you the reasoning for it.
0: I'm about to tell you how I stepped in gum in the fifth grade.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of talking and didn't back it up at all. Yeah. Uh, okay, so do you have any other uh notes? Oh, um I have some, but do you have any?
0: The kid ate the like, apple core, Sebastian.
1: <gasps> yeah, we we <laughs> both were like, did wait, did he just eat the core?
0: He even ate the stem.
1: Yeah. No, he deserves to get he gets bullied. it from his dad his dad's drinking eggs he's eating apple cores this is a weird family it's he a deserves very to weird get bullied at that point he really does and he likes the green apples also the other thing with his dad kind of a shitty father cause he in the morning it says here his kid is 10 right mm-hmm. and he's just like Has, like, the talk with him where he's like, you know, you need to stop being so sad that your mom died. (laughs) You really need to get over your mom dying, you little bitch. And then he's just like, all right, good talk. Well, I'm going to go to work. Get your ass to school. He just leaves him home alone. Like, no wonder the kid's struggling in math. And uh, also didn't seem to mind or care that his kid never came home from school. (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot, he stayed there overnight. Yeah, during a really bad storm. No search parties, nobody coming back to the school to check around. I mean, this attic seems to be a pretty popular place and they just leave a key sitting out. Maybe someone would have gone, you know, I think that kid likes to hang out in the attic. Maybe we should go check and see if he's reading a fantasy novel. No, dad didn't seem to give a shit. He's too busy making his next (laughs) egg shake. Uh, Any other uh, notes from you? The elf couple or some shit. Oh. No, you're fine. You've already said fuck everything else. I told you, just limit it. Right. Yeah, the, the, the scientist and his wife.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of like, um, you know, like those character tropes where it's like, I hate my, like a boomer comic where it's like, I hate my wife.
1: Okay. I think you just lost me and any of my listeners, my seven listeners who <laughs> are my age or older. What is a boomer comic?
0: It's like, you know, in the newspaper comments, it's like, I hate my wife.
1: I I don't know what kind of fucked up family circus (laughs) you have seen in the comics, but I've never seen a newspaper comic that says I hate my wife.
0: (laughs) Just search up Boomer Comics and you'll get a time where it's like, phone bad, book good, I hate my wife, she ugly.
1: Oh, God. It sounds like a Honeymooners episode. Honeymooners was a show from like the 50s where uh, the main character, it was like a sitcom, right? And the main character, the husband and the wife, the husband, would constantly threaten domestic violence to the wife. He'd always go, one of these days, Alice, wing, bam, boom, to the moon. That means he was going to punch her to the moon. <laughs> and he seemed like a drunk, so I'm sure, especially he, they would not have done well in quarantine. Um, by the way, a little inappropriate with the Sphinx statues. Oh, yeah. Just boobs out. <laughs> With with it wasn't even one of those things where it was like a Egyptian thing where like it's the, they put nipples on, <laughs> you know, not since Joel Schumacher put nipples on the bat suit as there been a war travesty. But I thought that was a little inappropriate. It was a little weird, right? And it's a said, children's keep movie. Keep
0: they sent a child out to those statues.
1: Yeah. And how come uh, when the knight doubted themselves, this face just got him? Is one, we- two—he had no time to even turn around, and Atreus stands there, and you know, like mm. debates. I think they, war- li- I think they're like the
0: dragon. They like kids a little too much.
1: Oh, you think this? So you think that's why they've got the titties out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> lure him in. Yeah. Lure, okay. So we have a, a child molesting mm. dragon and pedophile uh, statues yeah. that shoot lasers out of their eyes. All right. Yeah. This was. This shouldn't. This is not a kids' movie. The more <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> Uh, any other notes from you? before you, The bookstore owner could have been a little pedophilish as well. Yeah. <laughs> a, this is not a kids movie. It's a it's a molesting kids movie.
0: <laughs> like, like before, like he said, I like books. He was like, go away. Go play your video game.
1: Yeah, he's like, what book is that? He's like, ah, playboy. <laughs> this is the kind of book you start off as a boy and you become a man when it's finished. Uh, sorry, go ahead. What's your next note?
0: Uh, well, I was gonna continue on to that. Like, he like, like as soon as he mentioned he like Lords of the Rings, he was like, oh, like he sort of just gave him that look.
1: What? Like, oh, I, uh, I like fucking kids like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Is that the look you're talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, kudos to them for being ahead of the times. Yeah. Lord of the Rings ended up being a huge movie. Okay. Uh, but here's my last notes. Um, the scene with Atreyu... And the Empress, mm-hmm. uh, when, first of all, the Empress is like, Atreyu, why do you look so sad? And he's like, Bitch, my horse died. I almost drowned. I got sneezed on by a turtle. Now I've got Rona. I've got the coronavirus. Hashtag COVID 19. Hashtag, we're all in this together. Um, and then the, the Empress didn't really, she didn't really seem to value life. He cause she's like, well that had to happen for this for this to be this way. Though your horse had to die. And then when Atreyu died, she didn't seem to really care about that either. And and I thought Bastion was kind of being a little bit of a dick about saving their, you know, whole world. They're like, dude, just say, give her a name, make up a name. And he's like, but I can't. And they're like, dude, eat the core of that apple and just say a name. Samantha, Jennifer, look, I got 50 of them, but I'm not allowed to save the world because I'm in the world. We need you to say a female name. And he's like, oh, but I can't. My father doesn't love me. How am I ever supposed to say a female name? Um, uh, another thing about, uh, <laughs> the uh about Bastion is the Empress lays out pretty much everything of there's a human child watch you know uh, listening to every word we say and watching your whole story and he and there are people watching him which was us the audience okay. although you were half watching um, but there's there's people watching this little earthling child and they watched him get a you know put in a dumpster they watched him steal a book they watched him go read it in the attic and the bastion is like is it really me <laughs> no no, no, Bastion. It's just, just a an weird Filipino child. Yeah, just a weird coincidence. Just a weird coincidence. It's the other earthling child reading this book right now who was put into a dumpster earlier and stole this book. And their mom died. Yeah, with a dead mom, yeah. Thanks for bringing her up.
0: With a dad
1: who drinks egg yolk. Yes. Probably had some vodka b- <laughs> had that as well. Um, yeah, and then Atreyu died. Empress didn't seem to care. And then the, the name, because again... I love when Atreyu was kind of like, wait, you sent me on a quest that killed my horse and almost killed me. And to get information, you already have. And she's like, yeah, I just need a name. And the name Bastion gives her. Moonchild. That sounds like an edgy 2011 Tumblr username. It sounds like somebody doing acid at Woodstock in 1969. (laughs) But really, Moonchild that that's the name you came up with, Bastion. It's not even a name. Unless she's Native American, which she might have been. Um, okay, so I think that's all of my notes. Did you have anything else? Nope. Um, I will say yeah, I was a I was a little uh I don't say disappointed, but I was just I was a little surprised that you that you didn't like it as much as you didn't like it. Because you liked Dark Crystal, yeah, and we watched Labyrinth, didn't we? No. Oh, we got to watch Labyrinth sometime. I don't. That's not really a traumatizing movie, I don't think. It's uh You know who David Bowie is? I heard of him. Yeah, he was he was a singer, and uh, like the seventies and eighties and stuff. And he kidnaps a child.
0: Uh, oh yeah, you've talked about it.
1: Yeah, we should watch. We, we should watch that. But it's along those, this movie was along those same lines. And Since you liked Dark Crystal, you really liked Dark Crystal, and I thought you were gonna. I didn't think you would hate this movie. But again, looking back on it, it does not hold up as well as I thought it would. But I didn't think it was... It wasn't a horrible movie. It was a little slow at times. Probably could have been about 10 minutes shorter. Yeah. And would have helped it out a lot. Um, yeah, I think that's all the uh, notes that I have. So let's get to... Wait, we've already spoiled it, but let's get to the... Give me the trauma level. Now we have ranging. Is it closer to trauma free or now I have a phobia?
0: Uh, trauma free.
1: Trauma free. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I thought you would maybe have some sympathy because you're such an animal lover for the horse that drowned to death. But you just said, get fucked. Yeah. So, okay. So the last part of this episode, you are obsessed with a anime show called My Hero Academia.
0: Yeah. Or Boku no Hero Academia. That means my in Japanese. Boku no.
1: Oh, okay. Um, You think you're better than me? Yeah. So you are obsessed with it. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you've wanted me to start watching it, but I'm Mm going to give you a chance right here on the Traumatizing My Child Series on the subjective comedy podcast. Follow the podcast at no. sub comedy pod. No. Follow me at brad scott comedy do and follow you at daniel charlie scott. Do that. So, I'm going to give you a chance to sell me on this show and why I should start watching it. So, first, start off, tell me what is it about?
0: It's about this child. Um, in this universe, superhumans are a thing. Okay, and there's this child in Tokyo, Japan. It's like 20% of the population doesn't have a power, a.k.a. a quirk. He was born quirkless, but there are fears that he had a quirk, but it got stolen. Um, and uh, he wants to become a hero. Okay. But here's the thing. All the heroes have quirks. Okay. So, in middle school, Bakugo, like sort of the antagonist, really, but not really, sort of just like the main character. It's a frenemy, let's just say. Okay. Uh. He's a student there? Yeah. Well, this is not um, when they get to the high school yet. This is in their middle school.
1: Oh, okay. Middle school. But I said a student there. I didn't say a student in high school. Yeah. So a student in middle school who is in his class. He has quarks.
0: Bakugo, yes. He has a quark. It's an explosion quark. Okay. With nitroglycerin sweats on his palms. Okay. Uh, He sees Deku, and he has like this... Deku has this notebook... Well, Izuku Midoriya. Izuku has this notebook full of heroes and everything about them.
1: And Azuku is that the main character?
0: Yeah, green hair.
1: Who is the first person you talked about?
0: Deku. That's his nickname.
1: Okay, yeah. See, you didn't make that distinction, so I thought you were now talking about you to me now just sounding like gibberish. So just call him Deku. All
0: right, Deku. Uh, Bakugo takes the notebook and burns it,
1: and w- and the notebook is just like—is it drawings or?
0: It's like drawings and info of hero of all. Okay, characters. so he's into it. Yeah, not Bakugo. Deku. Deku. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. He's into superheroes. Yeah. Um, and he throws into, like, uh, Deku finds it, and then, like, he... Wait, he
1: throws it into where? A lake. Okay.
0: He finds it, he gets it, and he walks home, but there's a sludge monster that attacks him, and, um, Deku's favorite hero, All Might, comes in and gets the villain, and Deku asks, can I be a hero without a quirk? And All Might has a thing called one-for-all. Uh, it's a passed-down quirk. Uh he gives it to Deku and he gets accepted into a school called UA, the most prestigious school for heroes. Okay. Uh and that's uh and then the like every like there's like a bunch of arcs in action. A bunch of what? Arcs in action. It's like a long superhero movie, but a show. Wait, what? It's like it's like do you like Superman? Yeah. It's like teen versions of like superheroes, but like
1: But wait, you just said there's Arcs in action.
0: Yes. Arcs are like... Um, That's what I was asking. Yeah. Arcs are like um, a certain point of action. Um, like in a book or a movie, there's like one arc.
1: Story arc. Okay. Yeah, story I thought arc. these were like characters.
0: Yeah. Because uh, there's a league of villains. Okay. Those are the people who can make crimes with their quirks. Okay. They're called villains. League of villains, they keep attacking you because they want to kill All Might. Okay. And they find Deku. Who is All
1: Might?
0: He is Deku's favorite hero who gave him one for All Might. Oh,
1: gotcha, okay, yeah.
0: The most powerful Quirk ever. They want to kill All Might, but then they find Deku, who has the same Quirk. Now they want to kill Deku.
1: Okay, I feel like. I feel like you like you felt watching the never-ending story, listening to you explain that. <laughs> But I am going to... Okay, you did kind of sell me on it. does sound kind of cool. So how about this? I'll make you a deal. I will watch the first one, the pilot. Mm -hmm. And we'll do our next episode. We'll put it out next week. So we'll record it next week. And I'll give you my thoughts. All right. And I'll see if it holds up to the hype. And see if maybe you have overhyped it, such as I did with The NeverEnding Story. I will say this, though. There are superheroes without powers they're called our they're called our frontline medical workers and they're the real heroes hashtag covid19 hashtag we're all in this together this has been traumatizing my child charlie if you don't think this podcast is funny
0: remember comedy is subjective
1: oh yeah he's you're the only guest that's ever gotten that right and It's because you'd be grounded if you didn't. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.